January the 23rd, um, 2 p.m. Central Time, I'm, and you're listening to Altitude Adjustment, the weekly podcast about people, politics, and professions. And uh, what I wanted to say this week, um, one of our uh, co-hosts is not going to be able to be here this week because he had family issues that he had to deal with, so Warren is not going to join us, so it'll be Leonard and I. And I appreciate you uh, listening in today. We always do this content, uh, hopefully to stir conversations and get you involved. And we appreciate you showing up and being here. So this week, we're going to talk about the uncomfortable conversation. As African-Americans, Black Americans, we have always had to deal with racism. It has been a daily part of our lives. And... Uh, the conversation, having conversations with non-blacks or whites specifically has been a trouble spot. And we're going to kind of address that issue a little bit. And that's coming up right now. This program is intended. Altitude adjustment may contain language, images, or other content that some may find offensive. Your discretion is advised. Welcome to Altitude Adjustment. Well, got through that without a hitch, except so. Uh, welcome, Leonard. Hey, glad so, to be here. And I'm glad I had to. So, I, I um, had, man. <laughs> This is making sure that that everything is um, running and doing what it's supposed to do, and um, you know, parsing uh, information and material at the same time is extremely a challenge. Last week's show did not get streamed to Facebook, and I found out that when you connect certain programs, and and maybe I'll share more of this. So I'm going to put together something about podcasting. That might help others, but when you um, are streaming to to Facebook or someplace like that, and not streaming directly, you're streaming through another, a third party. um, (coughs) Facebook has a schedule that goes on where it will terminate the authority. They won't send you a message that they've terminated the authority, but you have to figure it out and then go in and reauthorize that program to stream to Facebook. And that's why, why we missed streaming to Facebook last week, but we should be back and uh, doing fine right now. I, I really need to go out to Facebook and check and see, uh, but that's going to kind of put a crimp in things. And that's one of the reasons I would like to have a, <laughs> um, technical person who handles who, uh, who's going to handle all that kind of stuff and make sure that all of uh, everything is working great. And then I can just focus on material and et cetera, et cetera, et cetera. So anyway, uh, I did want to mention, you know, coming up this week or uh, that last week I had talked about um, adding to the, the website information about advertising. So if you wanted to advertise on altitude adjustment, um, that information is on the website, um, so make sure you go check that out if you're interested in, in purchasing some advertising. Also, uh, I, I mentioned that I was going to put a list of 
uh, job positions that I was hoping to to fill. And right now we um, we don't have the funds to um, pay anyone. But, you know, if you want to learn, because uh, all, all of the, the positions that I, I, I'm going to put up are um, we will train. But, uh, you know, if you if you are willing to um, endure for a while without a paycheck, I, I don't know if your situation will allow that. We'd love to have you. Um, that will be up. I will try to get that up this week. OK, so let me start this this session by um, playing a video. And, and then that'll start the discussion. You ready, guy? You with yep. me, Leonard? Roll it. My name is Renny. I'm with you. It's just that for some reason my my frames have frozen on the phone. About three and a half years ago. So I don't know if I'll be able to see it. Post on my blog called Why Am I No Longer Talking to White People About Race. I wrote it at a point of extreme frustration and despair, frankly, after a few years of attempting to try and talk to white people about race. And just and really just getting really nowhere. nowhere. I was, I was frankly, frankly bashing my head against a brick wall. I wasn't getting anywhere. Um, and, and I was, I was emotionally, emotionally exhausted. exhausted. Um, um, I'd, I'd found... Okay, so you, you didn't get to see that? I didn't get to see it. No, I heard, I was able to hear a good portion of it. I wasn't able to see it. Okay. Um, so <laughs> life, life in the technology era. So... Uh, you know, um, Leonard has a, had a computer that he was working with and, and we had some difficulty getting that to work. So we had to go back to the phone and, and then that has, um, failed us to some degree, but we'll keep, um, we'll keep working at it and we'll eliminate the problems as they come up and then, uh, it will make the show better. And we appreciate anybody, everyone's patience with us as we, uh, develop this more, a more polished, and finished the show. Um, so, so you, you heard at least her talking and her, yes. and, and did you hear what she was saying? I heard a good portion of it. She, she just said, you know, there came a point where she in constantly talking, it was a point of she was beating her head against the brick wall. So she just decided to basically quit. She just she she just decided to stop. So and go ahead. So in this race discussion, okay. So so black people have been saying to white people since racism started, this is wrong. Something is is amiss, and that there's a problem. After the Emancipation Proclamation, <clears throat> after we, uh, that was, you know, heard and racism, the physical racism ended, and I call it physical racism um, because it was the, the ending of the chains and um, uh, the beatings and that kind of thing. Um, Racism didn't stop. Well, I like to say that 
Right. I like to say that part of the physical racism didn't end. I mean, ended, but it continued on in other things. So in other ways. So supposedly, you know, we've got the so there was the signing of uh, the civil rights laws and uh, affirmative action. And so there were other things that were happening dealing with racism. And mm-hmm. quite naturally, some people were saying, well, see, now we've solved the problem. We've got uh, the civil rights laws in place and we've got affirmative action, although that was controversial. Um, but so all of that was happening and, and, you know, black people were saying, Hey, racism is still happening. It's, it's, you know, still more of a pro it's still a problem and we need to deal with it. And so there was, uh, the, the, the bus riots or the, the bus boycotts and, the the black Panthers and protests in the seventies and so all of the time, black people have been saying, hey, there's a problem and I'm simplifying it. And now we've reached a point where at least some of that is being heard. And we're telling white people and that you need to have the conversation as white people about how to end racism. And so we're, we're trying to get them involved to become active in dismantling racism and recent developments like, uh, uh, defining white fragility and defining white privilege has been, um, taken up by blacks to explain to whites. And then, like I said, we, you know, there's a a push to get white people to, to deal with that because white people need to have that discussion. And I don't know. So the, some of the questions that I ask is, um, if we're not, if black people are not a part of that discussion, how does that discussion happen? How does it, how does it happen better? Is that, am I making sense? You're making sense. So, um, so, so white people should have the discussion because they have a more intimate relationship with white privilege. They have a more intimate relationship with white fragility. Um, just as the young lady, um, uh, what, I forgot her name. Um, oh, anyway, I forgot her name. So as she said, she's tried to have the conversation with white people about racism and she's been unsuccessful. She can't, you know, she, she hasn't been able to break through to get them to understand because, you know, for whatever reason they're, they don't accept that she's giving them what is truly happening. Um, there are so many times that I've heard white people say, um, all you have to do is pick yourself up by your bootstraps. If, if you 
If you work hard, then you can make it. If you put forth an effort, you can uh, achieve. And that that a lot of the um, discomfort that black people are feeling is through a lack of their own initiative or has nothing to do with racism. So they're not hearing um, that there is racism that they have to deal with. And so um, my, con my, my concern is here, are they gonna be able to have that conversation in a productive way and recognize without having black people as a part of the conversation, without having part be black people a part of the conversation. I know, you know, for years black people have been making statements and letting people know, and so so like, there were a lot of black people or white people who did not see the killing of unarmed black people as a problem. They saw it as something that occurred, but not to a problem status. You gonna join me in the conversation? Yeah, I, I, I was waiting for you to. Well, um, I'm, I'm trying to give you opportunities to talk without well, specifically as, focusing you in, a, so go ahead. Well, as you mentioned, for example, the killing of unarmed black people, it's still going on. And then, if you're white, you get away with it. Uh, take the case in Wisconsin, where the two cops gunned the man in the back. And then the prosecuting attorney said, oh, that was a legal cop order, so it's okay. We're not going to press any charges. Or, you know, when you look at Breonna Taylor, she was gunned down. And there was a black prosecuting attorney, attorney general who said who brought some charges, but it's from them, the cops shooting at somebody else's apartment. And we didn't forget, and, and you know, we didn't even take into account that the warrant was wrong when it was drawn up. Uh, we don't take into account the danger of no knock warrants. Uh, the okay, guy so who the warrant who the warrant was aimed at was already in police custody, so that raid should have never happened. And how the police in Chicago came into this black woman's house and raided it and had guns on there when they had the wrong address. And so we're refusing to hold white power structures, um, you refusing to hold them responsible after things happen. And so they I understand that. Right? Okay, so I understand okay. that. And so, and so, as I, as I said, so, so white people need to have a conversation about race. And we've, we've already seen the instances where- The fact is they're not going to have the conversation. We've seen already instances where- They're not going to- where they don't believe that racism is the issue. So how do you have a conversation about something that you don't believe is an issue? Well, here's the thing. You're not. They're not. We're not going to ever have that conversation. 
because they don't believe it's an issue. And like you, like the, I can't remember, you said that this morning, or I think when I was listening to this Shannon Sharp and Skip Bayless talking about it on a sports network. Shannon Sharp, who used to be an all-pro with Denver and with uh, Baltimore, when they brought the Africans to this country, they already had someone to look down on. They started that, and it was always that way. And it's still that way. I mean, look at the two different ways that police and law enforcement police uh, the different populations that were that were demonstrating in the nation's capital. When it was the blacks last summer with Black Lives Matter, they had all the military people up there in their military uniform holding automatic weapons, waiting for one black or brown-skinned person to get out of hand. The president at that time used federal troops to move peaceful demonstrators out the way so he can go take a photo op with a church and with a Bible, had them remove the pastor from the church, okay? And I mean, I I can recount a few other things where when there was a Caucasian suspect and a black suspect and how American law enforcement treated them in totally different ways. Sure. So, you know, like, so there are, so there I are, mean, you're, examples. Not have this, you're not going to have a conversation. So there are examples where, um, we see a bias in the, in the action and they don't see, a bias in the action. They don't see the bias. They don't recognize. No they don't recognize that there is a bias built into that action. That's not it. That's, That's not, not it. it. The, the way the way they look at it, the way they look at it, you see the bias. You see what happened. But as long as it's not affecting me and mine, I'm not going to say anything because well, I don't want that turned against of the doubt. me. There's, there's, we have to give them the benefit of the doubt. We have to give them the okay. benefit that they that they don't see the bias. We have to give them that benefit. That that's that's like um, um, pull yourself up by your own bootstraps. Um, okay, I'm glad you mentioned that. Reagan was a bit was the big. Uh, aficionado starting that ideology, mm-hmm. but he came in. You can't tell nobody pull yourself up by your bootstrap when you don't get the bootstrap. You come in, you take away their boots. Right. You come in, you take away their boots, and that's right. what Reagan did. Reagan came in and took away the boots. He took that's away correct. all of that stuff mm-hmm. and get and shifted it up mm-hmm. to the to the top percentage people. Mm-hmm. And even he came back the second year he was in office said, I did wrong. I should have acted like a surgeon yeah, with a knife. but nobody paid attention to that. Instead of somebody with an axe. But they didn't pay attention no, because, to that. They only paid okay, attention to because, the first part because they wanted to see, they wanted, they wanted to shift blame away from them by saying, 
You pull exactly. yourself up by your bootstraps. Exactly. And so now I mean, the onus is on you. Okay. It's on you to do something about racism. Right? And there's ample there's ample examples of African American communities that have heeded that message. And there's a lot of poor whites who didn't get it. So they came in and used violence to destruct, like the Black Wall Street we hear about in Tulsa. Uh, that black community had all kinds of businesses and people were getting wealthy. They got out of the white society that didn't want them there. And then they got mad and came in and weapons was used against those black that were planes were dropping bombs, planes and was shooting bullets at them that was used by the U.S. military in World War One. Right, I understand. I understand. So I understand that the actions that. that they've taken. Okay, so, so we're not going to have a conversation. Huh? I'm sorry, I didn't hear that last one. Well, everybody keeps saying, okay, everybody keeps saying we need to have a conversation. We've had these conversations over and over, but they still show we don't care about your conversation. With the action and what January 6th showed them is not the blacks you have to be afraid of. It's the 80% of this country's majority population when they don't get what they want, even though this was a society built for them, when they don't get what they want, they're gonna get violent. So I understand, I understand that. So And they tried so, to overthrow the result. Well help me of understand. So so you're saying that they're not gonna have the conversation. Over the country through violent revolution. So you're saying that they're not gonna have the conversation. Um but how do we end racism then? The people in power are not going to have the conversation. So how do we end racism? They're not going to have the conversation to change anything. I don't think it's going to end. Now, I could be, okay, I could be pessimistic. The ways to end the to end racism is not going to happen based upon the people we have in power. So, and so how does that change? So how do we change? How do we get vote for them that are in power? So how do, we get, gonna... how do we get how do we get an end to racism in the country? How do we get an end to it? Uh -huh. I don't think you're going to have an end to it, but I could be. Okay, so your so your your thing is pessimistic well, me... when it comes to that subject. I understand. Like, so I don't think I would ever see. So your belief is that it's never going Go to end. Well, that's what I'm asking. Your belief is that it's never going to end. Every. I'm pessimistic. I can be surprised. I understand that. I'm just. Okay, I can be amazed. I can't be surprised, but I can be amazed. And I was amazed when we elected Barack Obama president, but there were still all these people that, including our last president, who said, who said, uh, oh, he's a Muslim. His parents were mixed race. He wasn't born in this country. And you had that idiot Donald Trump walking around saying, I just want to see his birth certificate. So when Barack Obama showed his birth certificate, 
he went on another thing. And his wife, who was naturalized into this country and did very well, she went with that birther crowd. Okay, now, only thing I'm saying, and then you got the same president who won't show his tax records to the public, who won't, who's threatening legal suits against colleges and high schools for showing his, his, okay, uh, but those things have nothing to do with racism. I, I guess I'm trying things, to get, I'm trying to, I'm trying to figure out. They have every, they have everything. Well, you say that you saying his taxes has everything to do with racism. Okay. What you trying to figure out? Huh? His whole agenda. Okay. Let me, now let me explain. His whole I'm agenda just, was to plug in to something that was already here. To something that was already here. Hatred of black people hatred of other groups, and he stirred into that. What I'm saying is he did or didn't do something that he criticized the previous president who happened to be African-American that he criticized. He said, I mean, this is a man who was on record as having been sued for practicing racism in his real estate deal. He, he did it. He practiced it. And I knew that before he was coming in. I knew about his previous lawsuits and he wouldn't rent to blacks and all of this. Okay, I understand I all of that. that. I'm, I guess I'm but trying to... There was okay. so many, there was so much. So so I'm hoping that, that we can have the conversation, the uncomfortable okay, conversation. Okay, uh, let me wrap it up for you. Okay. Okay, we can have the conversation. We've had the conversation for years. But how much has that changed the action? You're not going to get a change when you get the same type of people in place. When you say you got the same type of people in power, same type of people doing the same thing. It's going to take every member of Congress, every member of the Senate to stand out against this stuff, not just say it, but to do things that would make this stand out. You got to not have Rand Paul, the other senator from Kentucky, up in the Senate, <clears throat> filibustering legislation for anti-lynching laws. That's that's one of the things you got to have. You got to not have, you got to have Mitch McConnell not holding up every piece of legislation that he don't like, telling the blacks over four hundred years of the way this country has treated you. We okay, so, so let me ask a question. Then you have Barack Obama's president. So let me ask a there question. There was nothing else that happened. And as okay. long as you got that. Okay. So the question is. Ask the question. We have made some progress in this country with the people that you say we're never going to get change because they're in power. So, so it's quite possible to affect some change. Okay. So my question is, is how do we continue to affect more change? Do we continue to do the same things that we were doing before and know that that change is going to be slow? Or do we find ways to accelerate that change so that we minimize the suffering? To accelerate the change, mm -hmm. you got to get rid of the rest of the people like that, that are in power. Well, 
that so there, there was there was change made with those people in power stuff, though that keep letting that stuff happen i know but there and that's and that's well, what we're you, trying to okay you change power okay you change power see now we're past the point of just having a conversation because see they, they'll sit there with you they'll let you say what you gotta say and then they'll go back to doing the same thing so you change things by having some change of the type of people in power to make those decisions. Well, that's that's, how, that's the point of how you get some change. That's the that's point of having white people now, talk about you're racism. Change is slow. I'm agreeing with you. Over 400 years, and we're still having the same battle. And that that's the reason that that you have white people talk to white people about racism is that it becomes a change okay. inside of the white community. So the change has okay. to come more inside out in order for it to be accelerated. Is that, that's the idea there. Does that make sense? Understandable. Understandable, but with 400 years of happening and the stuff is still happening uh, one was violent. Number two is voting. They know the vote is powerful. So they keep doing these purges and whatever we can do to convince Blacks not to vote. Like like the Trump campaign did in Milwaukee. That's how he helped, with, win, helped for him win Wisconsin. And people got hip to that and worked against that. And so he couldn't win again. And his and his strategy was strictly geared toward African American population. They 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 put out a documentary about it. And that's and that's what they did. That's what they did. So he worked through the vote to help him get in office to do the other things he did. And as I was looking on CBS news site this morning, they was talking about celebrities that still support Trump. And they want to say how good he was in the other things. But when your goodness comes at the cost of disenfranchising people, you know, what, what, what good is that? What good is that? Yeah, we want to get Caucasians to talk to other Caucasians. And stop it. But the, the, there's the thing is, you're not, that's not going to happen fully until older generations die out and younger generations that don't take those old ways replace them. Well, so there is some hope. So I, I see some hope on there. So actually, I see some hope in there. Actually, um, so when when the older generation dies out, they put into place people that were just like them before. So, so, you know, pinning the change on young people. So, so like the black lives matter movement. Okay. So the black Lives matter mm -hmm. movement, black lives matter movement is another Panther party situation. It is a, a group of black people formed together to 
uplift black the community the black community. That's that's what the Panther Party was. That's what Black Lives Matter is. Black Lives Matters mm-hmm. Black Lives Matters <clears throat> um, leadership is mostly young people. Right. When you have mostly young people, they don't connect well with the lessons learned from the older people. So I, they don't benefit from all of the knowledge, the wealth of knowledge and experience that those older people who have been fighting racism all their life, who have developed best practices for dealing mm-hmm. with racism, <clears throat> So those young people are having to reinvent the wheel in some cases because they're not tapping into that wealth of knowledge and experience. Protest, Black okay. Lives, uh, the Black Lives Matter protesting, uh, protests in the 60s, protests in the 70s, it's all the same. Protest is protest. Mm-hmm. If you are, if you are approaching it the exact same way you did before, you're going to get the exact same result as you did before. Now, and so the party what I see different. I'm sorry. Go ahead. Now, what I see different with this one, when the Black Lives Matter had their people out there, it was a lot more races, a lot more people combined. Now, I think what they had to do was take it to the ballot box. So you don't think so you don't think that Black Lives Matter um, protests were similar to um, the, the Montgomery boycott, bus boycott, which wasn't all black? It I wasn't all black. The, the, the civil black rights Lives movement Matter. wasn't all black. It, it wasn't, but I believe what has to be done now, the Montgomery bus boycott was an action that affected some people. Basically, the Montgomery bus service had almost went bankrupt. And they rolled like that for the Montgomery bus boycott was what, about four years. And the, the, the Montgomery bus system rolled for a little over two years in the deficit. And they knew they wouldn't survive if they kept this up. So they had to get rid of this black stand in the back while Caucasian people sat in the front. Well, that's the but whole purpose of protest. And if you protest is to is to is to okay. implement change. And so the bus boycott, and, which was a protest, implemented change. The black Lives Matter movement, which now, is a protest, uh-huh. is about to uh-huh. implement some change. The civil rights movement which was a protest, implemented some change. So the idea it is... implemented some change. Okay. Go ahead. So, the, so, so all of them implemented some change. are basically the same with the goal of implementing change. All of them had this, the impact of trying to implement change by putting pressure on the, from the outside. Yes. Getting white people to talk to white people about racism is about making change from the inside. 
Okay. My thing is this, this nation didn't exist as it is for over 400 years without some conversation and some plans and implementation of those plans. Because I, I was just looking at the news a day or two ago, and it was talking about how America is losing $16 billion worth of income and productivity just, just because of the racism against African-Americans. They're willing to lose money and lose their profits so they can maintain racism against African-Americans. Well, we understood. We understood what racism, that's what racism is. Racism is making I, I, sure that the system that. works for a particular, for the, the, the uh, party in power or the people in power, that it works for the people in power and what you works against the people who, who aren't in power. So, so, so the idea that, so the idea that United States, um, lost X number of dollars because, because the black community is not being engaged. Okay. Mm -hmm. Um, and, and, and so you, you've identified said the people at the top, the people in power, um, that change is going to occur until that, until those, those people change. Um, and so then, then you, you point to this and you say, the country as a whole has suffered because of racism. But the issue is, as you pointed out, is that the people who are in the power structure to make those changes um, aren't directly impacted by that America suffering because the black community is unhappy. They're not direct. Politics in America is a bigger business today than it was a year ago, two years ago, 10 years ago. There is more money in American politics now than at any time in the history of this country. Absolutely. And it's going to continue that way until there's Absolutely. a change. Until there's a change. You can put pressure on the outside, from the outside, and affect some change. As you mentioned before, they're going to give you a little bit in hopes that you'll eventually just go away. And that's right. the hope of a lot of people who are dealing with Black Lives Matter right now. We'll give them a little bit. They'll start to be happy. And then we'll go back to doing things, the business, the way we did before, unless there's a change right. internally. When there's a change well, internally, I, go ahead. Well, that brings me back to an old adage I learned when I was studying history before. Power can seize nothing without a demand. Never have, never will. So it was that outside pressure that will make them, that will make changes that eternally happen. And keeping applying that outside pressure, I mean, it's going to take more to protest, but I believe you protest the first letter, no, you have a grievance. 
And then you keep going and you try to get as many people as you can on, you know, allies, even to the point of that they go to the voting booth. And that's how you're going to get it. I mean, the people in power, and you got some that are so stubborn that they have to be kicked out of power before they realize that what they're doing is not is not what is not what's happening. What they're doing is not conscious. And as long as you've got people that keep applying that pressure, that's what it's going to take to to get some people. That's what it's going to take to like some people in the butt. Okay, so let me let me take a quick break. Uh, when we come back, I want to talk about okay. um, blacks' behavior in furthering uh, racism. Right after this. Okay. I know you care about the environment, and maybe you want to learn more about sustainability and climate action. Then join me on the Climate Conscious Podcast where my guests and I discuss the issues of sustainability related to the Caribbean and beyond. Together, we'll explore practical solutions for managing our impact on the planet. Tune in every other Wednesday on Apple Podcasts or wherever you listen to podcasts. And follow me on Instagram at The Climate Conscious. Experience Altitude Adjustment a weekly podcast about people, politics, and professions. It's built around user interaction, so join the conversation by visiting the lion's den, stl.wixsite.com forward slash home. Okay, so because we had to change how we were doing the show, so Leonard was anticipating using his laptop, and he's not able to use his laptop, so he's had to use his phone. Um, his obviously not his phone was not charged, Thank and you, so man. he's getting the necessary equipment to charge his phone. Thank so you, he'll man. be back in just a second. Um, so one of the things that what I wanted to uh, start talking about when um, we came back from the break was uh, how blacks further um, racism. And one of the things that Leonard had mentioned, and uh, Leonard, I can still hear you, so just let me know when you're ready to go. Okay. So one of the things that Leonard mentioned, which I thought was uh, very telling, was um, in a couple of instances, there were there were black um, legislators, uh, legal personnel that forwarded behavior that was racist towards blacks. So um, some lawsuits um, that um, were, you know, made against um, offenders were kicked out by black legislators or not supported by um, some members of the black uh, community. a couple of people that come to mind is uh, you ready? You ready? Yep. Okay. Yep, I'm ready. Alrighty, welcome back. Uh, so, a couple of people that come to mind. Um, one was a Candace. Candace 
Owens, I think that's her name. Yes, Candace Owens. Candace Owens and uh, oh, I was listening to this guy. It's this two, it's two. I'm listening. Uh, Paris Denard is another one. Go ahead. Oh yeah, Paris oh, Denard. Remember name? Yeah. Paris Denard. Uh, the gold, the golden honey sisters, or whatever they call themselves, <laughs> they were having Trump supporters. Okay. Well, I'm not just not just Trump supporters, but um, um, blame the black community for its own oppression. Um, that stand in the way of um, trying the black community trying to to get itself out of uh, the the situation that is in now. Um, mm-hmm. So, so you had mentioned, uh, and I can't, I can't remember. I didn't, I didn't write down the instance where you, you talked about, um, black legal, uh, I want to say black legal professionals that, uh, stood in the way of. Uh, legislation or or legal situations like didn't file oh i know what it was the the black attorney general that didn't file the lawsuit in the in the he death said. of brianna taylor uh you know right. things he like that criminal charges against the cop right wouldn't bring criminal charges against the police officers um when when most of the community or most of the legal professionals said hey you know that there is ample um, opportunity here, Evidence. right, to to file those criminal charges, um, and and so so one of the things that I had mentioned prior or previously was that uh, different black people. You know, we I've I heard people often say, you know, black people aren't a monolith. We don't all think the same way. And I agree. And I understand that. Uh, I understand um uh, Bow Wow says racism doesn't exist or he doesn't experience racism because uh a police officer, a white police officer saved his life. Mm-hmm. Um, so, so black people have different experiences um, in, in the community and, and they bring those experiences to understand their understanding of racism. So where most of the people that I know, most of the people that I know have had some negative experience with police officers. And that frames, you know, there there are um, a number of times that I've seen. So, so we've got um, evidence where um, people with black-sounding names don't get jobs. This isn't, you know, this isn't. This is evidence. This isn't, you know, something made up. Somebody just 
This, this isn't anecdotal data. This is empirical data. And um, when those black people who don't um, give cover to racial ideologies, like you were talking about um, those girls that supported Trump, um, they didn't have to support racism, but by supporting a vehicle of racism, they basically supported racism. And so I'm, I'm trying to give you an opportunity to join me here. Okay. I mean, what I'm saying is the danger of getting behind somebody like that when they do something that worse like that, you run the risk of saying, hey, you co-sign with that. You can't separate all that from him. When Trump, for example, when Trump goes during the Charlottesville march, oh, there was great people on both sides. Well, on one of those sides, a guy took his car and ran into a crowd of people and killed a girl. That's not great, no matter how you look at it. On one of them sides, the white nationalist in the help of the KKK was going around Charlotte for two or three days before the meeting in groups of five, six, seven, jumping on one man and beating up people. And they did this multiple times. Empirical data. Uh, now, when he comes back and does all his voter fraud, and they had over 65 cases in court and they won one case. And it wasn't fraud. They just got the judge to say, okay, you can't take nine days to uh, take to take these votes. You gotta do it in six. And it was for one county in Pennsylvania that affected by twelve or fifteen thousand people. And then so with Candace Owens and, and two girls and Paris Nor telling me. They support that. Now, the same reasons that Candace Owens gave for not supporting the liberal candidates, she went and supported the GOP. What blacks, what black people like her and the honey girls or whatever they call, don't understand. The GOP don't need you. They already got their people carrying their water. And so for you to go there and carry their water, it's the plus for them. I mean, do you hate who you are that bad? Well, let me so, ask this question. Uh, what they... <laughs> let me ask this question. Do you, do you... Okay. So I've, I've, I've only seen them on a couple of occasions and it was, you know, short clips. And I don't... Okay. I don't... It, it didn't give me the impression that they were uh, conservatives. I had the impression that they were opportunists. They, they did what they did because it brought them attention. And, and I, okay. I'm definitely no authority there. This is not meant to be an, a, an indictment 
It is only something that I saw and an impression that I got. I didn't get the impression okay. that they were they were real um, conservatives. Okay. I mean, is that is that something that you recognized or that never occurred to you or? It occurred to me, but still something like that damages the whole thing that was going on when you look at the whole picture. Like, for example, I was looking at a thing day before yesterday about Kanye West where he had his little, he was a Trump supporter and he's a Republican all that, when he had his little dalliance with running for president, they later on got him to admit that it was only to draw black votes away from so-called liberals and to Trump. That's what he was, that's what he was there for. He was there as a uh, basically a stalking horse, what they call a stalking horse candidate. He wasn't really trying to be president. And he had to know that nowhere, nowhere at all was he ever going to be allowed to win GOP. Alan Keyes had to learn that. Uh, what's his name? Uh, Herman Cain had to learn that before Trump killed him with coronavirus at a at a mega at a mega event at a mega event where all these people were passing the virus around because nobody was wearing masks and this was a person that was considered a Trump free. Uh I can understand you don't want to give something automatically to anybody. And I don't. And I don't. I quit just going with Democrats just straight Democrats back as early as 2000. But you know, when I look at candidates, I look at who matches my political, social goals the most. Uh, well, here's the problem so that I, I have with, here's the problem I have with, with um, Republican conservative labels. Um, what, how many issues do you have to line up with in order to be in that particular camp? So let's say, um, you, you don't, you, you're a pro-lifer, um, mm -hmm. but you believe in civil rights. Okay. Does that, you know, how do you, how do you then classify yourself? As a pro-life who believes in civil rights. <laughs> Does that fit? Does that fit uh, conservative or liberal? I don't know. I, I'm not one who's always got to draw distinctions and draw separation. So, for example, to me, I think the conservatives, Republicans, even conservative Democrats, what they like to call blue dog Democrats, uh, 
they are hypocritical on the thing about whether you're pro-life or not. They believe that you shouldn't have abortion, but it's okay to have a death penalty. And then the first thing they want to do is say, well, it says it in the Bible. God killed, God had death penalty for obeying certain sins. Okay. But when you disobey those sins and the gun or the sword or the guillotine was pointing at you, oh no, oh no, brother, don't do that to me. I'm a sinner saved by grace. Oh no, have mercy. Where was your mercy when you was out suffering for the death penalty? Okay. okay. So, uh, so um, it's so it's so it's it's hypocritical, and it was, and and it was the conservatives who made conservatism and their different policies, the family values. That's another term. Right, and so I understand all of that. I, I, I guess I'm, I'm just as far as election. I just I don't as far see as they made them. I don't see where um, um, those uh, boundaries are clearly defined, because every 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 iteration. So everybody's different, and they have different issues uh, that are important to them. And then you have to mm -hmm. continue to expand mm -hmm. the definition of each group, or you have to create a new group, like you just mentioned, Blue Dog. Uh, Republicans or Reagan Democrats and you know, all that Democrats. kind of stuff. And so, and so, and so there is no real way to define those groups because mm -hmm. of all of the, the, the changes. So in the context of um, racism, to try to get back to the discussion about racism is yeah. that um, political power to make changes to the laws, to um, address how we as a society um, go forward with eliminating racism because it has to be, or it needs to be eliminated. So as, as someone who has been the recipient of, who's lived with the, the pointed end of racism, um, who has a daughter, I'd like to see those things eliminated in my lifetime. And so trying to find answers to making things move faster. I understand one of the things that I've said on multiple podcasts is we need a national conversation. And so it has finally hit me how we have a national conversation. If you're looking for a national conversation to be um, uh, 15 people in a room or uh, 10 people on a phone call, that's not a, that is a national conversation, but there are literally thousands upon thousands of national conversations going on. So what we're doing here is a part of um, the national conversation. Every, everyone that is um, addressing issues of um, public debt, um, uh, 
the, the coronavirus, those are all a part of the national conversation. So it's not going to boil down to, mm -hmm. uh, you know, e each night in the, in the evening news, Each night in the evening news, there is that's all a part of the national conversation. So so the president mm -hmm. isn't the only person that leads the national conversation. Everyone is a part of the national conversation. Each one of us has to get involved. Uh, you know, when they when they talk about dinner table issues, that's all a, a part of the national conversation. And, and it, mm -hmm. I've. I've come to learn that. Um, and so because the national conversation is about millions of smaller conversations, change is going to be slow. It just is. It, that's, there's just not a lot you can, we can do about that. Um, it would be great if, if we could have, so, so Congress and the presidency is a response to the national conversation. It is not the initiator of the national conversation. Things like what we're doing here and things like the smaller conversations, that's the national conversation and what we due to, to, to find solutions is we filter that up to our politicians. We filter that up to our president. They're there to enact the conversation that we've had to implement the changes that we want. So, so I, it's time for us to wrap it up. Um, so my last comment is get involved, get involved, um, where you have a chance to, um, give input because your input is crucial in making change in our society. Um, fast boy says, so reform out racism. So far, I know to decrease racism, you need to do more. So we do need to do more as a country. We do need to um, make racism a target issue, one that we deal with consistently, steadfastly, uh, uh, daily. Uh, you have a last comment, uh, Leonard, and then we'll get, we're going to get out of here. Yeah, just like you said, just do more. Get involved. Have the conversation. An effective way to deal with it is at the ballot box. All righty. Thanks, brother. Um, hopefully next week, um, you, Warren will be back. Um, he's, as I said, he's handling some family business. So I want to thank everybody for listening and we'll be back next week. Okay. Bye-bye. All right, guys. Talk to you later. And thank you for thank listening. You for listening. This podcast is streamed live on YouTube and twitch.tv and is designed for listener interaction. Visit the website, the lion's den stl.wixsite.com forward slash home to join the discussion. The audio version of Altitude Adjustment is available where you get your podcasts, including Stitcher.com, the iTunes Store, and the Google Play Music Store, to name a few. Remember that the internet is powered by your likes, 
shares, and comments. So please like, share, and comment on this and other episodes of Altitude Adjustment because it matters. And as always, look out for the other guy because they may not be looking out for you.